The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to the show. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. Now I hold in my hand a book from Malinhead to Mizzenhead: A Journey Around the Sea Area Forecast, and it is written by Joanna Donnelly. And Joanna is with me in studio. Joanna, how are you? Grand, great, actually. Thank you for having me. Thanks yeah. very much for having me. Uh, well, listen, thank you very, very much uh, for coming in, and congratulations on the book. Um, the book is dedicated to the memory of your mother. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, would I be right in kind of describing it or her unexpected passing as kind of the genesis for this book? Yeah, well, I was in a place in my life where I, I don't know, stuck um, in the year after her death, you know, in grief. And it wasn't just one thing or another. Um, it was a combination of things. But certainly the action I took in the first chapter, it's described in the first chapter of my first trip, that was a direct answer to, to how I was feeling because of my mom's death. And from there, I thought, well, that was great. I'm going to do that again. And then I went to another headland and another headland. And then, you know, the book, the book emerged. And the, 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 the journey you describe across the country, the furthest you could possibly drive from Dublin over and back in, in one day yeah. um, over to Lupeed. Um I mean, it, it's quite literally, was it a running away from your problems? I used to do it when I was young. I remember when I first got a car, I had a little red Fiesta. And whenever anything would annoy me, you know, when you're 20 and you think things are annoying, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. think you're stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to get into my little red Fiesta and head to Donegal. And it was great because you were away, gone, very far away, very far gone, and nobody could annoy you anymore. You was literally running away from the problems. But I think it's actually, you know, putting a gap, a space between you and what's stressing you out. That's, you know, a fairly valid approach to take when you are feeling in any way stressed. So... Obviously, you can't do that when you actually meet the stressors in your life, such as parenting and, and yes. careers, the actual things that are really stressful. So I haven't hadn't done that in a long, long time. But um, their last, my kids are, you know, their teenagers are grown now. And I was in a position to say to my husband, I'm going, I'm going to run away. <laughs> I'm going to get in my car. It was a, a stressful weekend coming up to the weekend of the anniversary of my mom's death and uh yeah, we drive an electric car. So journeys always take planning anyway, which is fine. I love maths. So working out how far I can get before I charge. And I worked out that I could get to Kilkee, which was just on the north end of that Loop Peninsula. And I could get there and back in a day. And I did. And I, the weather suited me as well because there was rain. So Dublin was rain and grey. Mm. But I knew that there was sunshine on the other side of the weather front. Same as it is today. Today, it's, there's a front over us at the moment. But the sun is out in another part of the this country. Kind where of the pathetic front, fallacy made was manifest. Absolutely, it was written for me. Yes. That first day was written for me. And it was such a great day, a, a holiday in the day. And Loophead is quite the most spectacular place that you pro- could possibly visit, even in the planet, I'd say. It's beautiful. So I knew, well, I'm here and then there are other headlands to visit that I had never been to. I had been on the Inishowen Peninsula in Malinhead, the title on the book, but I'd never been to actually been to right up to the top to Malinhead, yeah. which is the tippy, 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 tip. And um, that was, you know, I thought I'll go there too. And Mizzenhead, I'd never been to Mizzenhead right on the tippy dippy dippy dip bottom of the island. And that place, my God. I mean, all of these headlands are amazing. They're all worth a visit. Even Wicklehead. 
And not to say that Wicklow isn't even, amazing. Even Wicklow. But I mean, Wicklow Head is on my doorstep and I'd never been there. So how then do you go from, you know, dealing with your grief to these day trips to Malin and Mizzen and Wicklow Head yeah. and everywhere else to this book I'm holding in my hand. Yeah, so the the career I, I'm in is the weather, okay? Yeah. I talk about the weather all the time. Um, I've developed into a place now where I like explaining the weather. So rather than just tell you it's going to rain, I want to tell you why it's going to rain because I think sometimes people want to know. We don't always have time and a two-minute weather forecast on the telly, but people do want to know why is this happening? Why is it getting, why is it warm yesterday and freezing today? Mm. Why is the day different today? And why is it different in the UK than it is here? People want to know the answers to those questions. And I really like explaining them. So, yeah, I visited all of these places. While there, I talk to the people. Sometimes I talk to people who are very much affected by extreme weather. Mm. The Cronins down in um, Mizzenhead, they live in Skull. Sherkin Islands within sight of Skull. And they get the most extremes of the, the gale force winds. Mm. So I talked to them. They're they're fishermen, you know. It's just really, really, really interesting. So I put it all in the book. The explanation of what is happening as well as, you know, why it's happening. Yeah, so it's because it's, it's kind of part geography. It's part history as well. There's yeah. the weather. There's climate. There's culture. It's this, I mean, it's it's... It's kind of a series of kind of vignettes of different parts of the country, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, because uh, a friend of mine read it from cover to cover and I said, oh, you read it from cover to cover. I never did that because <laughs> it is something I think you can dip you into. You can pick it up. Yeah, yeah, I think you can dip into it and you can say, because there are, there's the topics of um, the National Hurricane Centre and the history of how that emerged. Yes. There's the sea area forecast itself and what it means. There's the history of it. There is the extreme weather events like Ophelia and Emma. The one, those are the ones that are in our recent memory. Mm. But it's also the night of the big wind. And yeah, you have a great story. The night of the big wind was used, or people's location on the night of the big wind was used to to determine their eligibility for yeah. a pension. I think that's a great story. Isn't that an amazing Isn't story, story that I didn't know because about? Because in nineteen or in eighteen thirty nine, I think. Oh God. I remember dates. I'm terrible with dates and stats. But in and around then is when the Night of the Big Wind happened. And not everybody was counted on the island of Ireland. There weren't records of every mm. birth, death and marriage in every parish. And with the emigration at the time and, you know, there, there just wasn't an account of everybody. And in, I think it was 1909 when they introduced the old age pension. Yeah. In order to know if you were eligible, you would have had to have a memory of where you were on the night of the big wind, and that was a question. Yeah, isn't it brilliant? I didn't know that now. I think it's great until I did because I I I approached this book I think the way a lot of people would initially, which is I kind of I went to the places that I know, you know, and you want to read about them and um, Hookhead and Loftus Hall, which is part of the country. That, yeah. that I would uh, know that bit more than, than elsewhere and the talk of kind of these boulders that were thrown up kind yeah. of relatively recently yeah. like yeah. with Ophelia and things. Um, the the sea area forecast as well. I mean, isn't it funny that it, it even for people like me who who uh, like grew up in Kilkenny and nothing to do with the sea or seafaring, it has this kind of cultural resonance for everybody, doesn't it? It does. And I think because it. I was told once it was used by hypnotists to put people to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. somebody told me that because now, in fact, the sea, the coastal reports at the end, those were the you know Malinhead, North Northwest, yes. twenty knots, those those rhythmic things, those are unchanged since 
the mid-19th century when they first became established. Those reports that we get every hour from Mm. the coastal reports are the same as they ever were. And there's something reassuring about the idea that these words are going to be the same. You're not going to get a fright in the middle when somebody's going to say, and then a bomb exploded. You know, this is always going to be the same report. And we generally tend to speak at a certain cadence and rhythm that come, you know, when you're used to reading these things at the same time. So there is there is comfort from that. I'm very much aware when I read the coastal reports at five to midnight, just before the pips, that some people are listening to this in bed and they're going to turn it off and go to sleep. So I read it very carefully. And finally, Bell Mullet, North Northwest. And I'm, I'm conscious that somebody is going to sleep. Now, they're also listening at sea and it's still, you know, a working product. So I'm also being trying to be clear. Yes. But put them to sleep. But six hours later, I'm on the Shea Bourne show at 6am and I'm going, oh, good morning. Uh, yes. And this is the forecast. <laughs> Wake up. To, to what extent with, with all the technology we now have and the technology that, you know, fishermen and trawlers would have as well at their fingertips, like, is there still a reliance on those sea area forecasts being read out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you, you have to say that now. No, I'll tell you why. Okay. Because we take for granted as landlubbers, isn't that what we're called? Mm. Here on land, we have our signal and we have access to the technology and it's taken for granted. If we go somewhere and the signal has dropped, we're actually going nuts. Oh. It's, it's, it's amazing how dependent you of become, course, isn't it? Of we course. were away last week, myself and my wife, for a few days, and we were outside Europe, so you've no roaming. And even just, you yeah. take your phone out 10 yeah. times a day to check the maps. And yeah. you're like, oh, God, I can't, can't check do that. Can't do that. Now. Yeah. Not unless where, you want to pay 4,000 euros. Yeah, we just keep walking until we recognise something. Uh, yeah. But can you imagine now the frustration we have if we drop a signal or it's not? Could you imagine now being out at sea and yes. your signal? Now, yes, of course, the ships and the trawlers are equipped with the incredible technology to protect their life. But they also have a radio and their radio is their critical element of, of, of safety. In the event, and I'm sure it must happen, that satellite signals are dropped or um, their cell service mm. or whatever it is called is dropped. We, they have the radio and the sea area forecast is broadcast for that purpose. So that no matter what they have, they have the sea area forecast that can, and they can work out from the sea area yeah. forecast how to get through safety. Does it? Do, I um, I don't want this question to sound like I'm suggesting that there's that the the weather, the overall weather forecast, is anyway less serious. But are you more conscious putting together the sea area forecast of? Just how dangerous the job is that fishermen I act, do. Uh, yeah, I think we all are. Yeah, I yeah. think we actually are because that is, of course, the purpose of Met Erin and the weather forecast is the protection of life and property on the island and on the seas around it. So most of the time that's, you know, you, you need an umbrella or a raincoat. Of course, there are periods when there's severe weather and then the element is different. But it's always that way for the sea area forecast. It's always about the protection of life on the water. 100% of the time, every time we issue a forecast. Well, listen, um, congratulations again on the book. It is a a great book. There's lovely stories, like I said, about the night of the big wind and and pension eligibility, whether it is ever too cold to snow in Ireland, tornadoes in this country, why we have these forecasts in the first place, the incident uh, that precipitated it all, all uh, recounted here. And everybody will know some parts of the island described uh, and will be vaguely aware of others. So it is a book for everybody. Joanna, uh, thank you very, very much uh, for coming into us. Uh, Joanna Donnelly from Malinhead to Mizzenhead, a journey around the sea area forecast. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.